Let's play some football. It's game day. Hey, they want what we got now. They can't take it from us. Let's we give it to them. 93.7 The Dog and ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 presents Huntington Federal Savings Bank College Football Today. Coming up, we'll get you ready for all of today's college football action with game breakdowns, scores, interviews, your questions, and more. Huntington Federal Savings Bank College Football Today is presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. See them online at HuntingtonFederal.com. Now, let's get you ready for kickoff. Here's Paul Swan. Today, the Marshall Thundering Herd welcome an old rival back to Jones T. Edwards Stadium as the Appalachian State Mountaineers have made the trip from Boone, North Carolina to Huntington for the first time since 2002. I'm Paul Swan. Welcome to Huntington Federal Savings Bank College football today. Now, Appalachian State leads the all-time series with the Thundering Herd 14-8, but Marshall has won the last two meetings, including 50-17 back on August 31st, 2002. On that day, do you remember? By Byron Leftwich threw for 469 yards and four touchdowns. Josh Davis had 11 catches for a career-high 264 yards, including a 76-yard touchdown late in third quarter. This game was tight for a while, but the Thundering Herd would prevail and rout the Mountaineers. Now, these two teams have met every year from 1977 to 1996 when Marshall was a member of the Southern Conference. Now, Appalachian State is a member of the Sun Belt, while Marshall has been a member of Conference USA since 2015. So it's been a long time since these two teams have faced each other. And of course, if you remember back in the day, it was a big rivalry between Marshall and the Mountaineers. We'll talk more about that later. But this is going to be the second straight week that Appalachian State has faced off against a Conference USA opponent. They beat Charlotte 35-20 last week. Mountaineers head coach Sean Clark was happy to get the win over the 49ers despite his team's mistakes. Happy to get a win against a very good Charlotte football program and uh, did a lot of things good, but have a lot of mistakes get squared away. Uh, Fumbles, turnovers, and bad play on special teams. But again, we were able to get a win. We'll move on and learn from this. The Mountaineers totaled 308 rushing yards, including 11, 117 from Marcus Williams, and 102 from Cameron Peoples, both scoring a touchdown. And Daytrick Harrington scored twice during his 60-yard day. Marshall linebacker Abraham Boplan was impressed with the speed of Williams and Peoples from Appalachian State. Uh, They're number eight and number six on your game program. Because I was watching, I was focused on on the offense. Uh, Number eight and number 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 six. You know they they had a good game. You know they pretty shifty and pretty fast. Trey Cobb led Appalachian State with eight tackles, including one and a half for loss. And Shamar Jean Charles had four pass breakups to go along with seven stops. Caleb Sperlin recorded a key sack, and Brendan Harrington gained 46 yards on an interception return. Marshall senior offensive lineman Alex Salguero said Appalachian State's defense was fast. They're all just moving so fast. I mean, the, the, the whole defense looked fantastic out there. So we, uh, we just got to, us as Marshalls, got to bring our best game on Saturday. And then hopefully we'll, uh, we'll have a good turnout and we'll have a good game on this coming Saturday. Now, this week's game features a special connection between Appalachian State head coach Sean Clark and Marshall. Clark is a Charleston, West Virginia native and George Washington High School graduate, just like Marshall's starting quarterback, Grant Wells. Now, Clark, being a head coach, and also from the Mountain State, has been following Wells' career with interest. 
Grant Wells, he's an unbelievable player. He's from my hometown, my, my high school that I went to. And I've kind of followed Grant through his high school career. And, and I just know he's an incredible young man with incredible arm talent. And he also can beat you with your feet. So I uh, had a chance to watch the tape last night against EKU. And it was like he was doing seven on seven out there for Eastern Kentucky. So we have our hands full. But I just know what kind of quality young man he is and, and his parents and where he comes from. And it'll be a, a great challenge for us this week. Now, Marshall quarterback Grant Wells hasn't met Coach Clark yet. That's going to be taken care of today. But he knows the George Washington connection adds something special to this matchup. Uh, I know uh, Coach Sean Clark is is GW grad, and um, I haven't met him, but you know it certainly adds something to this game. It does add a lot to this game, and we're going to find out more throughout the day. When we continue, we're going to find out how Doc Holliday sees this one when we return on today's edition of Huntington Federal Savings Bank College Football Today. After the game, it's more of the country music you love. This is Huntington Federal Savings Bank College Football Today. Here's Paul Swan. Welcome back to today's edition of Huntington Federal Savings Bank College Football. Today, I'm your host, Paul Swan. Marshall welcomes 23rd-ranked Appalachian State to the Joan this afternoon in front of a national audience on CBS. Now, last week, Appalachian State beat Charlotte 35-20. to And according to Doc Holliday, he thinks that this is a tremendous team. Well, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, number one, I saw App State's a tremendous, tremendous team. I mean, you know, it starts uh, anytime you've won as many games as they've won, you know, conference championships, bowl games, et cetera, you know, it starts with their quarterback, Thomas. I mean, that's, that's where it all starts. When you win that many games and won a championship, uh, championships they won recently, uh, you know, it starts at the quarterback position. He's tremendous, uh, provides great leadership for him. You can tell by the way you watch him play. And he's surrounded by, you know, four senior offensive linemen. They're all back. Uh, they got six or eight all-conference returnees on offense. Same thing on defense. And, you know, you just see a talented football team that's, uh, you know, extremely well coached and uh, tough. And, uh, you know, just, you know, Sean's done a great job with them. So, you know, we're expecting the battle and uh, we're excited to play. The Mountaineers totaled 308 rushing yards last week against Charlotte. And Coach Holiday says that that run attack starts with the guys up front for the Mountaineers. Well, it starts up front. I mean, you know, they do a great job with this outside stretch play and uh, do a great, you know, they just do, you know, they're so well coached to do a tremendous job of of cutting off the backside of that. And those backs just do a great job of stretching it and finding that crease and getting north-south. And, and as you mentioned, anytime you rush for over 300 yards, that's a heck of a day. And they starts up front. And then when you got excellent backs, you can hand that ball to, then it creates a problem for us. So that's something we got to work on. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you got to be able to stop the run at some point. You have no chance of winning. Now the Mountaineers ground game features a trio of runners in Marcus Williams, Cameron Peoples, and Daytrick Harrington. Coach Holiday sees similarities with his own group of running backs. You know, they've had tremendous backs there and uh, do a great job recruiting those guys. And you know, like us, I mean, I, I feel like we got three or four really good backs as well. So, you know, when you can have that type of backs in that running back room that we do and they have, then it creates problems for people. So I'm hoping our backs and, you know, our offensive line are senior guys as well. So it'll be kind of strength on strength, not strength on strength, but our offense is very similar to theirs as far as our offensive line. I think we have good backs as well. And it's going to be hopefully a great challenge for both defenses. 
Appalachian State senior cornerback Shamar Jean Charles was named the National Defensive MVP of the Week by Pro Football Focus College after he recorded a career-high four pass breakups, seven tackles, and one forced fumble in that 35-20 win against Charlotte. Coach Holliday says Appalachian State has experience and great athletes on defense. Well, they got the seven pre- preseason all-conference players back. You know, so on, on that defense and, uh, you know, Jolly, you mentioned he's a he's a first team All-American candidate. You know, like I say, he's probably going to be a first, second round draft pick. So he's an excellent player. And, you know, when you watch it, watch him in that secondary, they've got they got athletes uh, back there at every position, just like up front. Uh, you know, that DN number nine, uh, Taylor, he's an excellent player from down in Miami there. And he's he's a he's a, he's a problem as well. So. Like I say, they're 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 you know obviously with success they've had it starts with playing great defense and they do that and uh, like I say they're at, they got athletes all over the field. I think they got three guys that were on that team a year ago that were drafted in the NFL. So they've done a great job recruiting. They got good players. Marshall quarterback Grant Wells was Pro Football Focus College's highest graded player in the nation on the first weekend of play. He recorded a 95.2 passing grade for the game and was described as displaying sharp accuracy and touch downfield while uncorking an FBS high five big time throws. He hit his first eight passes and threw for 307 yards and four touchdowns. That was game one. Doc Holliday. He has his own metrics, his own checklist of things he wants to see from his young quarterback. Well, I think number one, number just continue do what did uh, you know against EKU and take care of the ball. You know, number one, take care of the ball and you know don't have any turnovers. That's where it all starts, and then just keep growing as a quarterback. You know, I mean, just keep doing what he did, make great decisions. You know, take what the defense gives you, and just continue to run the offense the way we're asking to run the offense. And uh, you know, he's had a couple more weeks under his belt, and, and uh, we expect him to do that. Last week, Appalachian State committed three turnovers, two fumbles and an interception, and still won the game. Taking advantage of those opportunities will be key for Marshall. Coach Holiday believes games like this almost always come down to turnovers. Well, normally, anytime you play a big-time game, you know, and, uh, you know, against an excellent football team, you know, it's normally going to come down to turnovers on who wins and loses that game for, for App. But, you know, it tells you a little bit about how, how good they are is they, they were able to overcome all those turnovers and still win the game handily. So they're an excellent football team that that uh, normally they do a great job of taking care of the ball. That's who they are, and that's why they are where they are. And uh, there's no question when you get into a game of this magnitude uh, that's going to be here on, on Saturday that the team that takes care of the ball is probably going to have a chance of winning. I'll have a look at action in the top 25 in Conference USA when we continue. This is Huntington Federal Savings Bank College Football Today. This is Huntington Federal Savings Bank College Football Today. Once again, here's Paul Swan. We're getting you set for this afternoon's college football action, including today's game between Appalachian State and Marshall. We've already got action in the top 25, and we start off with a few games already in progress. Tulsa at number 11, Oklahoma State, and right now with 14.54 to go in the second. Number 11, Oklahoma State leads Tulsa 3 to nothing. Also underway is number 19, Louisiana at Georgia State. Fresh off his upset over Iowa State, Louisiana is ranked 19th in the AP poll this week. It's the first time the Ragin' Cajuns have been ranked in the AP poll since 1943. They hadn't been ranked in the previous 1,100. 
and eight AP polls. Right now, number 19, Louisiana trailing Georgia State seven to nothing, and that's at the end of the first quarter. South Florida is at number seven, Notre Dame later today at 2.30. Brian Kelly has 243 career wins and would pass Nick Saban for the second most among active FBS coaches with a win against South Florida. Only Mac Brown has more at 252. Other games in play at this moment, number 13, Cincinnati, leading Austin P. 14.05 to go in the second, and it's a 14-3 game in favor of Cincinnati. 25th-ranked Pittsburgh leading Syracuse 7-3 with 14 minutes to go in the second. The Citadel is at number one Clemson today. That's four o'clock and later tonight it's going to be number 17 Miami at number 18 Louisville. That game will be broadcast on ABC and locally on Cat Sports 93-3 and 1340. Last week the Cardinals beat Western Kentucky 35-21. Let's check some other scores around college football. As I said, we've got a light schedule. We do have some games already underway. Number 19 Louisiana still trailing Georgia State, and so we go to the non-conference and the games out of the top 25 now. It's Boston College leading Duke 7-6 with 11.49 to go in the second. Tulane leading Navy 10-0 with 13.58 to go in the second. Western Kentucky trailing Liberty right now. 14.31 to go in the second. We'll check that score as we get closer to game day. And, of course, we're going to kick off everything at 3.30. Hopefully, uh, we'll see a Western Kentucky comeback in that game. Later on this evening, we'll have Troy taking on Middle Tennessee. We'll have Stephen F. Austin taking on UTSA. SMU is taking on North Texas. Louisiana Tech taking on Southern Miss. So we've got a lot of Conference USA action, but also... We've got some games that are postponed or canceled. Charlotte was forced to cancel its football game against North Carolina because it did not have enough offensive linemen to safely play. That announcement coming out on Thursday. Over the past two weeks, the school said three players have tested positive for the coronavirus, but contact tracing led to several offensive linemen being placed in quarantine. Now, the Florida Atlantic-Georgia Southern game, which was also set for today in Statesboro, Georgia, has been postponed because of the positive COVID-19 test from FAU, the school announced. Florida Atlantic made the decision to postpone after receiving results of Thursday's coronavirus testing. The Owls canceled practice Tuesday after several players tested positive for the virus. So we've touched on some of these games. That leaves about... I have done my math correctly. Seven games today in Conference USA, including a conference matchup between Louisiana Tech and Southern Miss. For a preview of what's left of today's Conference USA action, here's Dave Wilson. Paul got a full slate of Conference USA games today, including a couple already underway. Troy is at Middle Tennessee, first time these two teams have met since they were both in the Sunbelt Conference back in 2012. Senior linebacker DQ Thomas will have to be slowed down if Troy wants to come away with the victory today. Thomas ranks in the top 10 all-time at Middle Tennessee in both sacks and tackles for loss. His 12 sacks ranks him eighth all-time. He needs one more to move into seventh, two more to tie for sixth. Senior All-Conference safety for the Blue Raiders, Reed Blankenship, got back on the field 
in the season opener at Army. He suffered a season-ending injury at North Texas and missed the last five games of the 2019 season. North Texas and SMU will battle tonight in Denton. North Texas, get this, rolled up a school record 721 yards of total offense in the season opening 57-31 win over Houston Baptist on September 5th. The Mean Green became just the seventh FBS team in the college football playoff era with at least 360 passing and 360 rushing yards in a single game. Redshirt sophomore quarterback Jason Bean started the game, went 11 for 18, 217 yards, and three touchdowns. Senior wide receiver Jalen Darden grabbed five balls for 71 yards and three touchdowns, his third career three-score game. Rounding out the night, Louisiana Tech will begin its season with a conference matchup and an old rival, Southern Miss. It's the second most played series in Conference USA. The team's meeting for the 52nd time. Louisiana Tech's 45-30 win in Ruston last year snapped a four-game win streak by Southern Miss. Louisiana Tech head coach Skip Holtz is just happy to be playing a game. A lot of excitement with not only playing, but having the opportunity to start with the conference game on the road for seven of the last eight years. Uh, but to have this have it'd be Southern Miss and the rivalry of Dixie and just excited about having the opportunity to play in this this game that has such great history and tradition to it. And now that both of us being in Conference USA, knowing that this is a year in and year out. We talked about this seven years ago when we got into Conference USA, how great it's going to be to have conference rivalry games with the geographic locations of schools like Southern Miss, uh, UAB, North Texas. I mean, uh, so really excited to have the opportunity to play this game. Senior running back for Louisiana Tech, Justin Henderson, is coming off a 1,000-yard rushing season. Carried the ball 188 times last year for over 1,000 yards and 15 touchdowns. Today is the debut for Southern Miss's interim coach, Scotty Walden. He makes his Golden Eagles debut. The 30-year-old is in his fourth season at Southern Miss, including his second year as co-offensive coordinator. Golden Eagles senior quarterback Jack Abraham topped 300-yard mark in his season debut a week ago in the loss to South Alabama went 22 of 32 for 314 yards. Abraham is a transfer from Louisiana Tech. He's one and one against his former team. That'll round it out this week, Paul. Full slate of games across Conference USA. Thanks, Dave. We're going to be rejoining Mr. Wilson later today as our countdown to kickoff continues right here on ESPN 94.1 and AF 930 and 93.7 The Dog. When we continue, Bill Cornwell tells us about a special connection that quarterback Grant Wells has with wide receiver Brock Thompson on Huntington Federal Savings Bank College Football Today. Huntington Federal Savings Bank College Football Today continues. Here's Paul Swan. When Marshall takes the field today against Appalachian State, look for a special connection between quarterback Grant Wells and this week's featured player, Brock Thompson. Bill Cornwell has more. When Marshall and Appalachian State meet up at Jones C. Edwards Stadium in a few hours, there'll be around 170 football players on the field for both teams, but there are two guys who are so close and may have a big impact on today's game for Marshall. Those two herd players are redshirt freshman quarterback Grant Wells and his roommate, sophomore wide receiver Brock Thompson. Wells' debut was 
Marshall's quarterback against Eastern Kentucky got national attention. He threw for 307 yards and four touchdowns, but that first completed throw was a short toss to, again, his roommate, Thompson. He said it was a natural that he and Wells make that early connection. Like I said, me and Grant go way back, you know. Um, he was my roommate when I first came in. Uh, we used to go over the playbook every night um, when we were both freshmen coming in. Um, we threw after practice, before practice. Um, in the offseason, we would throw together. Uh, we just talk here and there. So, yeah, and I, our, our parents are real close, too. So me and Grant just had always had this. Uh, chemistry, not even just on the field, off the field as well. We've always been uh, good friends. So when he got the um, starting job, you know, I was like, okay, well, me and him already have a un a unsaid chemistry going on. So it was it was exciting for me. Thompson ended the EKU game with five catches for 67 yards as 13 different receivers caught balls against the Colonels. When two-year starter Isaiah Green decided to leave Marshall's program this summer, that lack of experience in the quarterback room was striking. It was causing a lot of pundits and possibly even fans to doubt Marshall could have a productive season with inexperienced signal callers. Well, Wells' first game performance quelled those concerns, though the challenge is going to be a lot bigger today against an experienced Appalachian State defense. Thompson says he hopes to catch a lot more balls today from Wells, and it's only natural since they've had a great relationship since last season. Actually, when we um, went pregame, actually, when we were um, preparing for this game, we were going over the plays and the, uh, the first plays coming out. And um, when um, I got word that it was going to be a screen to me, you know, it was kind of, I kind of looked at him and gave him a, a wink. Like, yeah, like, you know, like, it's, it's a good feeling, you know, like, just because of, like you said, us coming in and, like, we, we went through, like, the first workouts together and all the summer workouts and our first camp together. So it, it was a good feeling, you know, just knowing that I, could, I, could, I was the first one to be able to catch one of his first balls thrown. Thompson was one of the few experienced receivers coming into the season for the Herd despite battling injury problems a year ago. Thompson had a productive freshman season with 19 catches for 334 yards. His two biggest performances in 2019 were in back-to-back -back games. Marshall's wins over Western Kentucky and Old Dominion in which he recorded 91 yards in each game on a combined nine catches. Thompson says that his game is one in which he's never satisfied, but he's always looking for an edge and a way to get just a little bit. I, I, I hope I continue to go everywhere, you know. Um, I feel like I need to work on every part of my game. Um, I feel like, in a way, like we all have, like you said, our own attributes, our own things that we're all good at, but I feel I, I just do whatever, whatever I need to do, you know, whether it's block, whether it's catching, whether it's just running, taking a, play, a player out of the play for a play, so Knox or Grant or one of the other receivers can catch a ball. Just I just try to do whatever I can to win. That's my number one thing. I don't really get into single accolades, you know, I just want to win. That's my biggest thing ever since I was – Old enough to know when he was. That, that's just my thing. I love winning. So Thompson's playing with a bit more on his mind this fall. His 17-year-old brother, Cade, was diagnosed with cancer earlier this summer. Thompson says his brother's rarely out of his thoughts, and he texts him daily to check on him. In a sense, Brock Thompson will be playing for his brother today, but he'll be playing as well for a Marshall fan base that likes nothing better than knocking off an old rival, the Appalachian State Mountaineers. 
Thanks, Bill. And for many of us today, we won't forget the excitement of playing Appalachian State all those years ago in the Southern Conference. We also won't forget the excitement of high school football on a Friday night. And despite the color-coded map in the state of West Virginia, we actually had several games we could tell you about. We'll start in Class AAA, the upset of the week. Well... If you look at just the quality of the two teams, it's not an upset, but if you look at the difficulty in going to Martinsburg as a part of it, it's an upset. Spring Valley travels to Martinsburg and defeats them 22-20. Also, it was Parkersburg defeating Marietta out of Ohio 34-20. Wheeling Park beat the Huntington Highlanders 42-21. Musselman beats Holidaysburg 43-7. Greenbrier East with the victory over Wyoming East 56 to nothing. Let us look to action in class double A. And we've got several to tell you about. Roan County defeats Ravenswood 32-0. Pikeview defeats Montcalm 22-0. Liberty Harrison defeats Philip Barber 53-0. Oak Limb with the victory over John Marshall 55-46. North Marion gets the victory over Elkins 33-15. Lincoln gets the victory over Nor- Nicholas County 26-22. And Kaiser defeats Washington 55-35. And taking a quick look at what happened in Class Single A, Tulsa crushes Wayne 59-6. Now, for a quick recap of yesterday's Huntington High matchup with Wheeling Park, Woody Woodrum joins us in studio. Uh, That was not the way Billy Seals wanted that one to go last night. Well, you know, he, he talked about after the game, though, that even though they lost, they played so much better than they have the first two weeks. They lost 21-9 at home to Hurricane, who's a ranked team. They lost 42-7 at Midland, although they kind of shut Midland out in the second half after they got their first touchdown, and Midland never pulled the starters, which was amazing. But last night, Wheeling Park just proved they have one of the best teams in the state. Stephen Mitchell ran for over 100 yards for the third straight time this season. He had 139 yards, Paul, in the ball game and scored twice. But the guy that really stood out was Shahid Jackson, the receiver. He scored three times, a five-yard pass. That was kind of a, one of those pocket passes where you kind of flip the ball forward and then he caught a 33-yard pass where he got behind the corner and the safety looked at each other and went, don't you have him? And then he scored on a 14-yard pass. So, heck of a player. And it was 28 nothing at halftime. And you're thinking, well, you know, here we go. We're out city again, right? Well, Huntington came out in the second half and Noah Wainick picked off a ball that uh, Eli Archer, the big defensive end, hit their quarterback, Bo Heller, as he was throwing. And Wainick, a junior, safety for the uh, Highlanders, went 51 yards for the touchdown. And right after that, they got the ball back. Now, they had trouble with bad snaps all night, Paul. I don't know if you got to listen to the game as much, but uh, center was having some issues. He had six bad snaps in the game. They lost two fumbles that were directly because of the bad snaps. But he rolled the ball back to Gavin Lockow, the sophomore quarterback for the Highlanders. And it kind of froze the defense. Locko just, well, he just went up the middle and then cut to the right or left and went 21 yards. And suddenly it's a 28-14 game. You're thinking, right, Huntington's back in it. So they try the pop-up kick 
And boy, did that fail badly. Uh, Torrance Walker, an outstanding receiver and DB for them, caught that ball and went 80 yards through and outside and, and got away from a couple of tacklers. And there he went. And then Mitchell tacked on another touchdown when Huntington fumbled the ball on another bad snap and gave him the ball to 10. So then we had a really bad, tough play. Uh, big gainer, I believe, lockout on the keeper. Went down the sidelines, and Clarence Rogers is a transfer whose family moved here from Michigan over the summer, just kind of fell into Huntington's lap. And he, he's had injury problems all season. He was injured against Polka in the scrimmage. He was injured against Hurricane. But here he was, healthy, got his first start at running back, and he actually ran 11 times for 54 yards, so five yards carry, not bad. But he was hit from the blind side on the sideline with about six and a half minutes left, and it kind of took the gas out of everybody. So Lockout scored against the Wheeling Park second team to make the final 42-21. Now it's up in the air. Some people are believing the Cavaliers going to be gold this week. They might still be yellow. They'll see which average comes. And don't pay attention to the DHHR maps that are already out because education stopped counting on Thursday, so you don't know what it's going to be. But I've heard that if they stay yellow, they have talked to Parkersburg, and probably the Big Reds got a big win over Marietta last night, or Ripley, who took their first loss last night. I think both of those probably on the road since Huntington got Wheeling Park to come to their place. But 0-3 for the first time since Billy Seals' first season. Huntington High, back in action. We hope next week we'll have it for you right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Another big matchup in the state last night. The biggest matchup of them all. Spring Valley travels to Martinsburg, gets the victory 22-20. Luke Creasy from the Herald-Dispatch and, of course, the Wayne County News joins us. And that was, I I don't want to say it was a big upset, but you go to Martinsburg, you don't come out of victor, Luke. Yeah, no, it... uh... You know, I, I, w- I would say it was an upset because, you know, Martinsburg obviously had a 57-game winning streak. Uh, they've established a, a dynasty up there in the Eastern Panhandle. Um, it doesn't take away from what Spring Valley did, though. It, it uh, They came out and ran the ball the way they wanted to, and uh, that's what happens when Spring Valley gets that offensive line going. Um uh, opponents have a have a tough time stopping that. Be it Martinsburg, Parkersburg has had trouble with it uh, in week one, but uh, certainly a great performance by the Timberwolves. Hey, Luke, it was. I mean, uh, we were amazed. Everybody was keeping track of it at the Huntington game last night, and I I know it's their first loss since 2015. But how many games had they won at home? In a, uh, something that went back even further than that. Yeah, they hadn't lost a, a regular season game at home since 2006. Wow. Um, and, and that just goes to show, uh, you know, how good uh, of a team Spring Valley has this year. And, you know, don't take anything away from Martinsburg either. A lot of people are, are going to say that they're down because, you know, uh, obviously losing the head coach to Concord. But the head coach now was the offensive coordinator last year. He's familiar with that system. And they're no less dangerous than they were um, last season. So, uh, but the Timberwolves, from uh, from what I watched and, and what I've heard other uh, people talking about, they came out and dominated the line of scrimmage. Uh, that opening drive, even um, Spring Valley didn't score. They drove deep into Martinsburg territory and turned the ball over 
Um, and, you know, that uh, could have been a tone setter, but one of the things I talked to head coach Brad Tangus about uh, earlier in the week is he said, they're going to make plays early. How do we rebound from that, and uh, how do we come back? And, and that'll um, that'll tell the tale of how this game's going to go. And Spring Valley rebounded well, forced the Martinsburg punt on that first uh, Bulldog drive, and um, Martinsburg really never got their rhythm going offensively, and uh, that, that's a credit to that Spring Valley defense as well. Lou Creasy joining us. Big upset, even though we know on an even playing field these two teams match up very well, but you go to Martinsburg and you get the victory. It's a huge upset. Uh, of course, uh, you can read all yep. about it in the Herald-Dispatch, and uh, I'm sure um, that is going to be framed. On uh, <laughs> A lot of people are going to have that newspaper. Frame yep. it because it doesn't yep. happen very often in Martinsburg. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Everybody in Wayne County is pretty happy about that one. I was covering Wayne at Tulsa. Uh, last night, and uh, up in the press box, we had the stream going. They announced the, the final score over the PA system, and uh, that was the most Wayne cheered all night. Um, Wayne and Tulsa fans, both and players as well. Uh, so uh, everybody in Wayne County feeling pretty good today. Luke Creasy from the Herald Dispatch and the Wayne County News. Thanks, Luke. We appreciate it. And no problem. Y'all take care. When we continue, we're going to check in with Emily Van Buskirk. She's the host of the popular sports podcast, Sideline Sass. She's in Huntington today to cover Appalachian State and Marshall Plus. We're going to take one last look at the scoreboard. That's when we continue with Huntington Federal Savings Bank College football today. This is Huntington Federal Savings Bank College football today. Once again, here's Paul Swan. Checking the college football scoreboard. We have lots of games already underway, and we got plenty more to tell you about. Let's check Conference USA action first. 7.35 to go. Liberty is up on Western Kentucky 17-3. That does not bode well for Conference USA. Liberty, of course, a potential member, or at least there was a lot of talk of adding Liberty to Conference USA. Liberty making the case for membership. Other action in Conference USA today will be Troy in Middle Tennessee at 3.30 p.m. It'll be Stephen F. Austin and UTSA at 3.30 p.m. as well. SMU in North Texas tonight at 6 p.m. 7.30 tonight, Louisiana and Southern Miss in Conference USA action. Abilene Christian and UTEP at 9 p.m. tonight. It'll be Florida Atlantic and Georgia Southern uh, on the postponement side of the schedule. And canceled completely is Charlotte and number 12, North Carolina. So that's a look at what's happening in Conference USA. We've got four games in the top 25. We have Tulsa and number 11, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State right now leading Tulsa 3-0 with 6-17 to go in the second. Number 13, Cincinnati taking on Austin P. And right now, 13th ranked Cincinnati up on Austin P 28 to 3 with 141 to go in the second. Number 19, Louisiana taking on Georgia State and right now with 8:30 to go in the second, Georgia State all over 19th ranked Louisiana 14 to nothing. 25th ranked Pittsburgh facing off against Syracuse and with 6:53 to go in the second, Syracuse on top of Pittsburgh 10 to seven games coming up later today in the top 25. Number one Clemson will take on the Citadel. That is set for 4 p.m. Number seven Notre Dame takes on South Florida. That is set for 2:30 p.m. 14th ranked UCF will face off against Georgia Tech 3:30 p.m. 
we have got the probably the game of the night in the top 25. It is number 17, Miami, taking on number 18, Louisville. That game coming up tonight, 7.30 p.m. That's going to be on our sister station, Cat Sports 93.3 and 13.40. Also, that game is going to be on ABC Television. 23rd ranked Appalachian State in the top 25, taking you on your Marshall Thundering Herd. That's our game today at 3.30 p.m., and we'll have that game for you in its entirety, pre-game, post-game, all the way here on ESPN 94.1 at AM 930 and 93.7 The Dog. 20th ranked Virginia Tech taking on Virginia. Well, no more. That one got postponed. 21st ranked BYU taking on Army. Nope, that one got postponed as well. And as we mentioned earlier, 12th ranked North Carolina and Charlotte. That game has been completely canceled. Uh, We had one game supposedly on Friday, but that one got postponed as well. And number 16, Memphis and Houston, that game postponed again. uh, All our schedules are going to be fluid up until they kick for the most part because... We just don't know. Now, uh, we do have some other action going on right now outside of the top 25, and it's Duke right now trailing Boston College 7-6 to with 2.53 to go in the second. Tulane leading Navy 17 to nothing with 3.53 to go in the second. Checking that score out of Western Kentucky, Liberty still leading Western Kentucky, but Hilltoppers are making it close. 17-10 with 6.15 to go in the second. Also, we are going to be keeping an eye on several games today uh, of interest. Top 25 for the most part. Some very good matchups. A lot of Conference USA matchups today. Uh, We've got Texas State taking on ULM. That's 7.30 p.m. tonight. Wake Forest taking on NC State tonight at 8 o'clock. Again, uh, several games uh, postponed, canceled, but it's it's not really a full slate of college athletics. Uh, Central Arkansas and Arkansas State was postponed. Some other games as well. So a light schedule today. And College USA, top 25, that's pretty much all we have got. Our game coming up, it's going to be Marshall taking on Appalachian State, the Thundering Herd and the Mountaineers meeting the first time since 2002. If you remember that game, Byron Lefwich at almost 500 yards. He threw for 469 yards and Four touchdowns. Josh Davis had 11 catches in that game. Career high, 264 yards, including a 76-yard touchdown late in the third quarter. Now, these two teams, again, members of the Southern Conference from 1977 to 1996. Marshall making the jump up, joining the Mid-American Conference, and then making the transition over to Conference USA. Appalachian State continued to be a FCS team doing well. Appalachian State was always a perennial power in the FCS. And then they moved to the Sun Belt a few years ago where they have been very successful. Uh, They're undefeated in bowl games. They have won conference championship after conference championship. Uh, They are ranked. This is going to be a... uh, A great reunion for both these teams, for both Marshall and for Appalachian State. Uh, If you follow the course of what these two programs have done, uh, it was a great rivalry for a long time. And then, of course, when the two teams last met, Appalachian State was ranked and then won AA. And, of course, Marshall was a top 25 team. 
Thundering Herd. Appalachian State coming up here this afternoon on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. And, of course, also on 93.7 The Dog. I think we filibustered enough. I do believe we have coming on the program now. She is a writer for the Sports Fan Journal, one of the co-hosts of the Sideline Sass podcast, and she joins us now on College Football Today. We want to welcome to the program Emily Van Buskirk. How have you been enjoying Huntington so far, Emily? I am loving it. It's really good to be back. Um, it's such a fun town. I went out last night and explored a bunch of restaurants and bars and met, you know what's crazy is I met a bunch of Appalachian State fans, and they're pretty fun. So. I don't know if we can acknowledge that they're fun today. Uh, maybe after the game, we, I, we will acknowledge that. I knew you weren't going to like that, but I, I felt like it needed to be said. Okay, uh, so you've been enjoying Huntington. You've been uh, you've been hanging out with Mountaineer fans. Uh, you have been taking in the sights and sounds. Uh, for a lot of people, maybe don't know who you are. Uh, just hearing your voice for the first time, uh, you have a very popular podcast. You cover college athletics. You've been doing it for a long time. You've written freelance and, of course, for other outlets as well for several years and you came to Marshall last year for the 75 game and uh, you fell in love with the place and now you're back yes last year's game was so incredible obviously being able to be here on the anniversary of the plane crash for those people that don't know or haven't been around it it's such a unique experience especially from somebody who covers college football across the country you know so it really hooked me just immediately being around that and now I'm back because so I got to see this big matchup between these two ranked teams, and I'm very, very excited. It's going to be a really competitive game. So, you have covered college athletics all over the country, so it's not just you. Just you go where the best matchup is, or the best matchup as far as you're concerned, or what you're interested in. Yeah. How does Huntington and Marshall compare to other places you've been? And I know you're a little biased because you like the place, but how does Huntington <laughs> and Marshall compare college game day and everything? Now, of course, this is a different game day atmosphere. No, that's a really great question because I've been fortunate to cover, you know, programs across the country, including Clemson and Ole Miss and, of course, the Pac-12 schools, which are my home base on the West Coast. But Marshall, there's something very special about the town as a whole. I mean, everybody – here is all in on game day last year. I mean, the, the stands were full. The fans are passionate. The team is fun and personal. I mean, Brendan Knox came on my podcast, and from what I hear, he's a quiet guy, but he was very chatty with me. We got to talk about music and his goals. He gave me some life advice, which I always appreciate from players. And it's just the athletic department itself is so good at what they do that you like to be like as a writer i like to be around programs that make it easy for me to cover them so shout out to jason shout out to chuck and everybody that makes my life better by being here <laughs> marshall has a very friendly support staff uh, they're very helpful uh, they're very social media savvy and that's an expertise of yours since you know you're heavy on social media <laughs> Marshall seems to have gotten it where maybe some schools have not as far as the use of social media and just the openness and the friendliness of the program. Absolutely. They're very fun on Twitter, always posting good graphics, good photos, interacting with fans, the coaches, or even on there um, talking with players. And the players use it a lot, which is fun. I just had Matt, Matthew Beardall and Ryan B. on my podcast. I just podcasted with them right now at my hotel. So that episode's going to be up next week. 
and they were a delight. And they showed me a bunch of photos and social media posts from the seasons when they played. And they're just really fun guys. And it's fun to see Marshall interact on social media. Now, after today's game, you're going to, I'm sure, write about it. You're going to be posting a lot of media, uh, lots of uh, judgment today of the uh, sound booth, all the things that are uh, associated with you and sideline sass. <laughs> so if uh, Herd fans maybe want to keep an eye on what you're doing and, and sort of hear some of this stuff, and, and including that podcast, where can they find you? Absolutely. My podcast is called, as you said, Sideline Sass, and you can find it anywhere you listen to podcasts, you know, Apple, Google Play, Spotify, so definitely download it or subscribe. Please rate your review it because I like to know what I could be doing better for the fans. And then make sure you follow along on my social media. I can't always promise it'll be sports related, but it's always going to be fun. And my handle is at MLM, E-M-I-L-N-E-M, just like Eminem, but with an L. And sort of uh, your style as well, just like Eminem. <laughs> just like Eminem, but with an L. That should be on my phone. Emily, thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. Uh, we'll see you up in the press box here in a few hours. Sounds good. See you in a bit. Emily Van Buskirk, Sideline Sass Podcast. Of course, she also writes for Sports Fan Journal. It's a fun podcast, and she's got a lot of Herd players on there. She, Brendan Knox, as she mentioned. So, again, if you're a big Herd fan, and, of course, I know you are because you're tuned into this program today, uh, you can find out a lot of information from Emily. And, of course, she's a fun follow on social media. Let's check scores briefly before we turn things over to Steve Cotton and Dave Wilson. We have got an interesting one between Liberty and Western Kentucky. 4.33 to go in the second, and Liberty still leads Western Kentucky 17-10. to Let's check what's alive right now. Number 11, Oklahoma State, trailing Tulsa 7-3 with 1.38 to go in the second. 13th-ranked Cincinnati leading Austin P 28-3 at half. 19th-ranked Louisiana trails Georgia State 14-0 with 3.24 to go in the second. 25th-ranked Pittsburgh leading Syracuse 14-10, 2.13 to go in the second. Boston College leading Duke 7-6 at half. Navy trails Tulane 24-0, 216 to go in the second. And, of course, again, Western Kentucky trails Liberty 17-10, 3-20 to go in the second. Thanks for listening to Huntington Federal Savings Bank College Football Today. has been College Football Today. Join us after the game for College Football Wrap-Up as we break down today's game with interviews from the locker room, your phone calls, and more. We are proud to be your longtime home for Marshall University Thundering Herd Athletics. WRBCAM and W231BS Huntington. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 and WDGG FM Ashland Huntington. 93.7 The Dog. Reputation is everything. For over 170 years, the Glockner family has built our reputation and our business by earning your trust. We make it easy and we guarantee it with the Glockner Warranty for Life, included on every new vehicle purchase. Imagine never worrying about another engine or powertrain expense ever again. That's a quality commitment you can trust for life. The Glockner Guarantee backed by a warranty for life on every new vehicle. We make it easy at the Glockner family of dealerships.